A recent suit by electronics maker Fuhu Inc. against Toys R Us over the two companies' plans to market tablet computers for children provides a window into multiple aspects of current intellectual property law. Fuhu's claims span trade secrets, trade dress, and trademark issues, and they provide a recent example helping illustrate current trends in the respective case law. Finnegan attorney Naresh Kilaru joins us now to discuss the case and the lessons that other companies can take from it. Naresh, can you give us a brief overview of the Fuhu versus Toys R Us case? Well, the plaintiff in this case is a company called Fuhu, which is the creator of a tablet computer for kids called the Nabi. And in late uh, 2011, Fuhu had meetings with Toys R Us to discuss a possible distribution arrangement. During these meetings, Fuhu contends that it shared with Toys R Us various marketing and business strategies that uh, were confidential. And ultimately, Fuhu and Toys R Us did enter into uh, an exclusive distribution arrangement in which Toys R Us agreed to purchase a certain number of the tablets from Fuhu in 2011 and 2012. And after they entered into the agreement, the parties then hold more meetings where Fuhu claims it shared even more confidential information regarding some of the new features and functions it was planning for the tablet. And after that, the the relationship between the two companies basically starts to go downhill. In early 2012, Toys R Us basically tells Fuhu, look, we're not planning to fulfill our volume commitments, and we want this distribution arrangement to be non-exclusive. And then later in 2012, Toys R Us announces its own tablet computer called the Tabio. At that point, Fuhu immediately files suit and requests a preliminary injunction, claiming there's no way Toys R Us could have launched its own tablet in such a short time frame without making use of Fuhu's confidential information. And so in addition to uh, a breach of contract claim, Fuhu alleges that Toys R Us misappropriated its trade secrets And it also brings claims for trade dress and trademark infringement. You just mentioned three very important topics, trade secrets, trade dress, and trademark implications. So let's talk a little bit about each of those. Let's start with trade secrets. Sure. Well, uh, the court actually denied Fuhu's request for a preliminary injunction on the trade secret claim. In the court's view, the type of information that Fuhu was trying to protect as a trade secret was just too broad. It was general business strategies and in broad marketing concepts. And the court said that at least under New Jersey law, that type of information just doesn't fit within the definition of a trade secret. Now, after winning on the preliminary injunction, Toys R Us then filed a motion to dismiss the trade secret misappropriation claim altogether. And the court just recently denied that motion. So the claim is going to move forward in the case. The court basically said that at least for purposes of the preliminary injunction, the type of information Fuhu was claiming as a trade secret was just too broad, but Fuhu is now going to have an opportunity to refine its trade secret definition in discovery. And can you explain the aspects of this case that touch on trade dress? Sure. If you, if you haven't seen the Nobby tablet, the tablet has these flared corners that makes the tablet look uh, kind of like a butterfly. And Fuhu claims that it owns trade dress rights in this design and that Toys R Us used basically the same design for its competing tablet. The court, again, denied Fuhu's motion for a preliminary injunction on the trade dress claim, 
saying it wasn't likely to succeed on the merits, but it denied Toys R Us's motion to dismiss. So the claim, again, is going to move forward. To establish a claim for trade dress infringement, you basically have to show that your design is, is non-functional, that it's distinctive, and that the defendant's design is likely to cause confusion. In its preliminary injunction opinion, the court basically said there was evidence in the record showing that the flared corners are functional because they protect the tablet from damage. And with respect to distinctiveness, the court also found that Fuhu had not put in any evidence that its design had secondary meaning. Since we're talking about product design here, which can't be inherently distinctive, a plaintiff has to put in some evidence that its design has acquired secondary meaning, and Fuhu had not done that. Naresh, what are the trademark implications now for this case? Well, the trademark claim centered around the fact that when a user went to Toys R Us's website, and typed in Nobby in the search box, which of course is Fuhu's product, the Toys R Us website would show its competing Tabio tablet. And that was the use Fuhu was claiming infringed its trademark rights. The court again denied Fuhu's motion for a preliminary injunction, but also denied Toys R Us's motion to dismiss. So the claim is going to move forward. It's going to be interesting to see how this comes out because this area of the case law dealing with using a competitor's trademark as a key word isn't yet uh, settled. But the majority of cases do recognize that this can be a use in commerce sufficient to trigger trademark infringement liability. But of course, you still have to show a likelihood of confusion. How does this case fit in with recent similar case law? Well, with respect to trade secrets, the cases have fairly consistently held that trade secrets have to be defined with particularity. But this appears to be even more important when the trade secret involves business or commercial information that can potentially be very broad in scope. Courts are very reluctant to recognize trade secret protection for broad business or strategies or or broad marketing concepts. They have to be specifically defined. And on the trademark side, the fact that the court denied Toys R Us's motion to dismiss appears to signal its position that the use of a competitor's trademark as an internet keyword is a use in commerce and can potentially give rise to a claim of trademark infringement if a likelihood of confusion is shown, which is consistent with the majority of cases in this area. Finally, Naresh, what lessons or best practices can other companies learn from this case? Well, again, on the uh, trade secret claims, especially when you're dealing with a preliminary injunction, it's very important to narrowly define your trade secret. So, for instance, if you are alleging the misappropriation of a commercial trade secret, if you can narrow it down to something specific like a customer list or certain pricing information that was misappropriated, you're going to be on a much better footing than if you allege misappropriation of broad marketing strategies or other business concepts that cannot be narrowly defined. On the uh, trade dress part of the case, you know, when it comes to product design, since product design is never inherently distinctive, you're going to have to show some affirmative evidence of distinctiveness. And it's almost always imperative to have survey evidence. And I suspect Fuhu is going to need to offer some sort of survey evidence as the case moves forward. Our guest has been Naresh Kilaru, attorney at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.